Hi there, I'm Andy, a moon chasing, manifesting, wander lover, and feel good aficionado. Consider me your woo woo best friend. This show is a sacred space for ideas, concepts, and modalities that might be considered taboo, but that I personally find a great magic in. In these conversations, my mission is to inspire confidence, worth, and mystical thinking in our modern world. Let's get into it, shall we? This episode is going to be a fun one. We have a guest today, and this is a topic that we're going to be talking about today that has been requested quite often when we've put up stories on both my Instagram page and on the show page, when we've asked for feedback of what you all want to hear about, what you all want to learn about, this topic has come up quite a bit. So the topic is the Akashic Records. If you're cheering now because you've been wanting to learn more about the Akashic Records and how you can use them in your life, this is the episode for you. If you're like, I don't have any idea about the Akashic Records, maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. Today, our guest, Hilary Perlson of The Dreamery, is going to school us on all things Akashic Records. Hillary is an Akashic Records reader. She's a healing guide, and she's the founder of The Dreamery. And The Dreamery is a supportive space offering readings, courses, immersion programs, mentorship, and Hillary will guide you into alignment with your path and purpose through the Akashic Records. For over 10 years, she's drawn on her own courageous health journey, which she'll tell us a bit about to fulfill her mission of helping others to heal, helping others to create big, beautiful shifts in their lives and transforming into their truest, highest self. Last year, maybe mid-2020, I bought Hillary's course, How to Read the Akashic Records. Her course takes you through the process of experiencing energetic realignment and receiving answers that you are seeking and connecting to this source of infinite knowledge through the records. She teaches you how to do that in a really practical and grounded way. The course, there's also an offer and an opportunity to get a list of questions that you can ask the records, which I got that part too. I bought that too because I wanted to know, okay, how do I learn to read my own records? There's things I want to get clarity around. There's things I want guidance towards. I want to know more about my past life experiences, my relationships, what path I should be on. I bought the course when we were considering our move to Los Angeles. I wanted to ask some questions about that and if we should make this big move and what that could open up for me. I wasn't sure if I would quite have the capacity to do it myself, and I wanted to see if I could could find a way to tap into the records myself. I had had readings before, and I just wanted more. I really wanted more. And Hillary's Guide to... The questions, there's actually 222 questions that you can ask the Akashic Records 
questions around healing, life purpose, business, career, relationships, spiritual growth, you name it. There's 222. That's the number, 222 questions that you can also purchase as a part of the course. So I bought all of that. And since then, I've been really interested in having a conversation with Hillary. And now we are doing it. We have set it up. It's happening. Here we go. Let's get into it. Meet Hillary of The Dreamery and get prepared to learn all about the Akashic Records. Hi, Hillary. Good morning. Good morning, Andy. So wonderful to be here. Yeah, so excited to have you here. As I was just sharing with you before we hit record, this has been a topic. Your your world has been a topic of high interest. So I'm so happy to have you here and to talk about all the things we're going to talk about today. I am beyond excited. Such an honor, truly. Awesome. So as you know, we start with a little bit of astrology. So we start with sun, moon, and rising. So our listeners can get to know you, can evaluate you through your chart. It's funny to even say that because it's like we're going to talk about sun, moon, and rising, and that'll give us a tiny perspective of who you are, but it's a fun way to start. So tell us your sun, moon, and rising. I would love to. My Sun is in Taurus. Mm-hmm. My moon is Pisces, and I'm a Virgo rising. Okay, we have not had that that trio. Uh, we have not had those signs all blended together yet. I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a Taurus moon, and Ben, my partner, who you just met, who edits and produces our show, is a Taurus sun, and so many of. The a lot of the men in my life are are to my brother's a Taurus sun also. Okay, so Taurus sun, Pisces, Pisces moon. moon, yeah, mm-hmm. and, then and then Virgo rising, Virgo rising, yeah. Okay, so you've got that like earthy luxury mixed with like that beautiful dreaminess, which totally makes sense. <laughs> what the what your brand is named, and and then. The structure and the order needed to keep it all together. Hmm, I love it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm. I do love systems and luxury and stability. And I think my sort of tagline or the way that I refer to my work a lot is a grounded and practical approach to the Akashic Records. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the astrology is also a reflection of really that's my approach to Completely. the records and and life. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the fact that this is the work that you do fits that Pisces Mm. piece so much. It's that like going deep into the intuition and kind of like really looking at what's under the surface and ooh, I'm into it. Okay. All right. Thank you for those reflections. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Akashic Records, we're going to talk about it. So we have all the questions. I, as we've been getting notes from some of our listeners. There's so many questions. What is it? How do we use it? What do we do? What, how does it work? So let's just start. Let's start with, well, let's do this. Before we even get into what the records are, how did you find your way into this particular modality? How did you find your way into the Akashic Records? Yeah, it's um, really interesting because in many ways, the Akashic Records found me I had been hearing about the records for so many years, just being in the spiritual wellness community in New York and Brooklyn, um, and really never had much interest in exploring what they were. It was like, 
oh, that person's an Akashic Records reader. That's really cool. Um, but I was very in my world at the time, which was I was going through my Kundalini teacher training mm-hmm. and doing Reiki and um, in this exploratory phase where I just wasn't feeling the pull towards the records at the time. And then in 2017, I was going through a bit of a rock bottom in my life of just what my next steps were going to be, feeling pretty burnt out living in New York and navigating a lot of health things um, as I have for most of my life. And I just felt this really strong intuitive pull, just go for a walk, get some fresh air. So I was walking around my Brooklyn neighborhood and it just like landed in my body. Like you need an Akashic Records reading. That's the next step. Got back to my apartment. I booked that reading, had it in a week or two after. And the experience in that reading completely changed my life. Like everything that I'd been feeling, so many dreams that were just like residing in my heart were really affirmed by this person who didn't know what was going in in my internal world. I felt so seen and so clear in what my next steps were. And shortly after I saw that our local healing space, Maha Rose in Brooklyn, was having an Akashic training for the weekend. And I thought, well, that would be really cool. Maybe I'll share this with my partner, with family, with friends, like no vision of making it my work at all. I just thought it would be a great tool to have for myself. That weekend was like, it's it's almost beyond words. That weekend was the first time that I opened up the records for someone else. And the things that were coming through, I just, I would just have no idea. And it was to have that mirrored back to me in real time of the impact of what the records were bringing forth, I just felt like I like landed home. I really mm-hmm. felt like I was home. And that end of that training, she suggested we do 30 days of readings, no charge, just practice, see how it feels. So that Sunday night I posted on my stories, does anyone want a reading? Like I'm going to do these 30-minute readings. Opened up like 35 spots. It booked out within like 24 hours. I was like, what? Like, oh, like I had never put something out there that had so much energy. Um, Did those 30 readings and the 30 days of readings and started charging after. And like that was the start of my business as I know it now. So, wow. Yeah, it was a pretty um, divinely orchestrated experience. What were you doing for work? Were you teaching yoga before that? Or what what was Um, your, you you were studying Kundalini, you were, you were certified as a Kundalini teacher. Were you, is that some of the work you were doing? It was on the side. So I was doing um, a lot of iterations of work. I, my first blog I launched in 2013, it was called Jewels of a Dreamer. Then in 2017, was when I launched, or 16, 16, 17 is when I launched the Dreamery. I had self-care sessions, clearing space sessions. I have all these different interests and like, you know, that Virgo rising, those systems and the intuition. And I was trying to figure out what my flow was of what I was offering. I was as my like core job working with my partner who had a technology company. I had sort Mm -hmm. of come on to help him run his business and put everything that I was working on sort of to the side. Um, And that's like a whole other um, huge shift that happened in terms of like releasing that and really 
stepping into my soul's calling, which was to do the work I'm doing now. Yeah. Also, jewels of a dreamer is very Taurus Pisces. Like <laughs> the jewel is the Taurus and the dreamer is the Pisces. Yeah. I I've really never thought of it that way, but it does make so much sense. Mm-hmm. I love, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah. As I hear it, I'm like, yes, of course you're Taurus Pisces. <laughs> yep. That's, that's it. I mean, it'd be a fun thing to like go look through the names of people's brands and, and what? try to pick out like, okay, what, what's your, at least what's your big three based on what your brand name is. I love that yeah. so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you had these 30 days of readings and all of a sudden you had a business and it was completely divinely orchestrated. It was like, here I am. This is what you are supposed to do here. Yeah. After yeah. so many years of seeking and wondering and what was it and what was the thing that was just going to feel like flow and it just it seems also like simple, but as we know, like the journey over the years is, is filled with so many peaks and valleys. So I really am just so grateful to be in this place. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's uh, so true. It's oftentimes I find when we're like recounting back how we found our way into something, it's like, oh, and then there it was. And then it's like the clawing our way forward to find that thing was insane and intense. And then all of a sudden it's like, ta-da, here I am. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the records. So what are, for someone who has no idea what we're talking about, what are the Akashic records? So the Akashic records are a vibrational record of every soul in its journey. And the way that I like to think of it is like an energetic library or archive containing all past, present, and future possibility. So when we enter the Akashic Records, which you can do, there's truly hundreds of ways to access. could be through meditation, through prayer, through grounding rituals. Um, I use the A prayer to enter, but I always invite others once they're beginning to go into the records to tap into um, what is in highest alignment for their access. And once you are in the Akashic Records, you are tapping into the guidance of your masters, teachers, and loved ones. So your masters are non-physical beings that have been with your soul through all of its journey, guiding your soul through all of its life lifetimes. Your teachers are teachers just as you would think of them. And this can also include famous figures. And then mm, your, yeah, um, so someone who feels like a strong connection to Mother Teresa or Gandhi or other figures, that is Mm -hmm. part of the teachers that you are tapping into. And then loved ones are your soul family, not just your blood family, through all of your lifetimes. And the records are protected by a group of non-physical light beings called the Lords of the Akashic Records. Mm -hmm. So they're the ones that are protecting the information and tapping into your masters, teachers, and loved ones as the interface between the earthly realm and the Akashic realm. So once you're in the Akashic Records, the best phrasing of questions that is um, sort of opens you up to receive that guidance are questions starting with what, why, and how. And it can be as big of a question, like what is my soul's purpose, to how do I navigate this specific situation I'm moving through in my business, in my relationship, in my life. Um, I use it for everything from Like what is the next step of my business to what wants to, what will serve my community to post on social media Mm -hmm. and everything that has a life force has a record. 
So we could open up the records of your podcast, of your business, of your home. As long as you own your home or have permission from your landlord, your city, your state, um, your pets, it's really, um, there's just so much that you can do within the Akashic Records. And I also love to invite people because I think that there's this sense that like you need to be like sitting on your meditation cushion, like opening a record, just ready to receive. A lot of times I invite the clients that I work with to open their records while they're going for a walk, while they're walking um, through a museum, while they're doing a writing project or a creative project or painting. We all receive in different ways. There's no one receives the records in the same way. It's so unique for each person. So it's this beautiful opportunity to go into the records consistently and co-create with that energy and start to feel into how you receive, what it feels like to be in the records. And then you can start asking those questions and everyone has access to the records. Everyone can open up their own records. Not everyone necessarily is meant to or wants to or has interest to, but I always say that if there's any part of you, and there most likely is if you are listening to this, that is feeling called to this magical tool there's this curiosity within you, honor that. Like it is this, your intuition letting you know, like your guides want to connect with you in this way. This is available. This is something to explore and to just go in with an open heart and open mind and no expectations on what the experience will be. Beautiful. So when someone has an Akashic Records experience for the first time, how Let's say, okay, let's say they have a reading first mm -hmm. before they're learning how to do this themselves. How does the information, how is it received? So how are the masters, the teachers, and the loved ones communicating? Yeah, so that's different for everyone as well. For me, I'll often hear, um, I'll often see like an image playing in my mind's eye or have this deep inner knowing or actually like feeling the words, like it's not me, um, I really, um, oftentimes when they really have a lot to share, it will just start flowing, but I will take a moment after someone asks the questions to really tap into how it's flowing through, um, through my channel. But I have seen some people, um, it's more of a physical sensation. Some people see auras, some people do, um, have that deep inner knowing for some, it is an image playing in their mind's eye. That's that piece of like just going in and starting to feel into that energy, just starting to get curious on how you receive the information because it is different for everyone. Um, but for me, it, like the most common thread is seeing that image playing in my mind's eye and then tapping into the layers because often what comes through, it is like an onion. Like we do that top layer of the first message and then it's going a little bit deeper, going a little bit deeper. Um, and it's always what will serve your highest good and the highest good of everyone around you. I hear a lot like, what if what comes through is like, I don't want to hear it or it's too much or it's scary or it overwhelms me. The records will never give you anything that is not to serve your highest good. They are not here to overwhelm you. They are not here to um, bring any of that kind of discomfort that someone who has an experience might be um have some fear around, which is totally normal. It's a, a new experience, but, um, and that also goes with when the information comes through, they will only give you as much as like you need to know. Like there's some messages 
that I've been tapping to in my records where they're just giving me little bits at a time, like mm-hmm. a visual come through. I'm like, what do I need to know about this? You know, what more can you tell me about this? And that's all I'm here to know right now. So being okay with that and knowing I'll continue to just go in and ask, what more do I need to know about this message? Um, and lastly, I love to remind people that there is no concept of time and space in the records. You know, we're in this dimension where I'm, there's no, when is this going to happen? There is, how will I know when this is going to happen? And when a big vision does come through, it's not, you have to do this big vision in the next four weeks go. It is, this is like a big vision that you're building up to. And when a big vision comes in, I always like to ask, what is the best next step? And that's that grounded practical piece. Like, all right, we have the big vision. We're tapping into this energy. What is the next step that I'm here to take? Because I'm all about the baby steps and just like having the information and then how can I apply it to my life right now? Because there's really, there's really no right or wrong. There's really no, you have to do it this way. And if you don't do it this way, then you've just royally fucked everything. (laughs) There's like none of that. None of that. I, there's a few invitations, like no, um, drinking alcohol or being in an altered state, like 24 hours before opening. And that's really just about being in that space of receiving and not being Mm -hmm. in an altered state in your body. That doesn't, include medications that someone's taking or anything like that. Um, and I also suggest like not being in a rush just cause it's nice to just have that space to just sit in the energy and not feel like, Oh no, I only have five minutes. I mean, you can go into the records for 10 minutes and receive, but, um, as long as you're not feeling rushed inside of you, but otherwise, like as long as you have permission or doing it for yourself, whatever it is, like there's no way to mess this up. There really is it. So thank you for speaking to that. Yeah. Yeah. So does it, is the, is the experience a bit like we've talked on this show about clear audience, clairvoyance, clear sentience is the receiving aligned to if you, if you find that you have a bit more of that clear audience or a bit more of that clairvoyance, do you find that the receiving of the messages from the masters, teachers, and loved ones align with that sort of receiving? Yes, most definitely. Um, And they'll use also like metaphors or things that you'll be able to translate to make sure that you can receive the message um, and what they're trying to share. So yes, I would say it's definitely in alignment. Got it. So do we, when we go into the records and we start to receive this information, do we know who the teachers and the loved ones are? Do we know if it's a Mother Teresa? Do we know if it's Gandhi? Do we know if it's our grandmother or a best friend who has transitioned? Do we know who's sending sending on the info for us? 99% of the time, no. It's really, and that's that interface of like the lords of the records and your masters, teachers, and loved ones because they don't want anything to get in the way of you just receiving the information. So it's not like if you were to go to a medium and have, you know, tapping into someone who Mm -hmm. has passed, I will occasionally have like a certain energy come through. That's very clearly wants to be communicated a grandmother energy or that of like soul family. And it's not that I'm tapping into necessarily a specific message from that person, but just that energy it is very important in that reading and it is 
again, like that 1%. So I know when it comes through, it's like this person really needs to receive this to know that that energy is present. But most of the time, no, it's really just receiving that information and trusting um, where it's coming from. Got it. Okay. You mentioned that the records can get as specific as things like what to post for social media. The records understand technology like social media and can help us with those types of things even. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because there's certain things that come through in um, the context of like what we're moving through maybe in like current events that it's like, well, you know, maybe we can't like travel the world right now, but this is like a future possibility. But this piece of like the social media, it's like, yeah, I'm so interested. I'm like, what do they think? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It doesn't, I don't know necessarily if they're like up to date with the latest technology, but again, like they very well might be. I think that it comes down to like the energetics of like what your community needs to hear from you. And like, they're able to then funnel that through and whatever way is in highest alignment for you to communicate that with your community. Um, But yeah, I mean, things will come through differently and like what needs to be shared on social media versus what needs to be on the blog, what needs to be a video, like, and it's just how will this best serve my community? Got it. Yeah. So interesting. So there's so, it just really opens up the possibility of all the different ways that this tool and this information can be used. So what have you seen in your practice that have been been ways that clients have used the records to really transform their lives or their businesses even? Yes. So definitely in that practical sense of using it as like this day-to-day tool. Um, what's really beautiful about the records is that the things that come through will rarely be information that is like completely foreign to the person. It'll rarely be like, I have never thought of that. I've never felt that it, that is like, I can't even like imagine where that came from. It's actually like the thing, the pattern that I see over and over is that it really reaffirms what they know to be true within their heart, whether it's like a dream they haven't spoken out loud or a vision that they've been having for their, their work or a permission Mm -hmm. that they've been wanting to give themselves that they haven't. And the records have this beautiful way of really reaffirming their intuition Um, and really tapping into that within themselves. So in that sense, like the most simple thing that comes through can absolutely transform their life, like permission to run their business in a completely different way. Like maybe they've been feeling like everyone's showing up on social media, everyone's making video content. I need to be doing this thing, but like actually in their heart, all they want to do is write a book right now. That is what feels like the most highest truth for them. And when that comes through, it's that sense of permission. And then how do I start writing that book? It seems so simple, but it's like that that bit of permission, that affirmation of what they know to be true, really feeling seen. That is the pattern I see over and over in so many ways. I have done readings where um, someone has been in one career path. And when the records open, like something will come through where I'm just like, this is what I see you doing. This is what I see you creating. I had this beautiful reading, um, where this visual came through and it was looking at this person and sort of scanning them down. And you thought initially that they were in, um, 
I'm blanking on scrubs. And you were like, oh, this is a doctor. Like, who is this? And at first you thought it was a male doctor. And as the records are bringing me up, I see it's very clearly her um, as a doctor with scrubs, her stethoscope on. And like, this is something that she was in the midst of applying to school. She has a completely different career. She's literally applying to school right now to become a doctor and has not told a soul in her life. So that moment of just affirming her path and affirming what she has been questioning, is this right? Am I supposed to be going back to school? Am I ready to take on this work? Those are the kind of moments that I see almost every single time I do a reading over and over. And it's once you have that shift within yourself of really affirming what you have been feeling that you can trust yourself, you can trust your intuition, you can trust the dreams that you have been long holding in your heart. They're there for a reason. They're your divine assignments. And it's not an accident you're feeling this way. And the records then reflect that. It's like, it's game changing over and over. So again, like that grounded practical tool, like I've been wondering, should I go back to school? Should I write the book? Should I create this thing? Like I'm feeling really called to create this group program or to show up in this way or to launch this business, tapping into your records and being able to say like, what do I need to know about this? Am I receiving this correctly? What do you have to share with me? What is the best next step? Is this my soul's purpose and path? It allows for so much spaciousness and so much, um, so much of a deeper trust in like the day-to-day yeah. of their lives. And that's whether they're receiving a reading or they're in the practice of opening up the records on their own. Wow. Yeah. And it's uh, it reminds me that no matter which modality you're interested in, whether it's tarot or whether it's something like this, a lot of times it's just us getting comfortable with asking our guides to show up for us and yeah. to give us that, give us the guidance that we're already interested in in seeking. So for someone who is interested in learning how to do this for themselves, what's that process look like in order to learn to do this for themselves? Yes. So it is um, a really simple process. If they're interested in guidance, I have a course that walks them through and how to open them in under one hour. Um, Again, I'm all about the simplicity, but really it is establishing your initial and you don't need to have all the rituals and practices to open them but some way to ground your energy maybe that's a meditation um i have the meditation that i lead all my clients through in that course maybe it's your own meditation that you like to go through or breathwork practice that really grounds you and then um i recommend starting with the pathway prayer which um is also in the course you can just google that that's by linda howe and just having a journal nearby. So once you ground, open up your records, um, just allowing yourself to sit in that energy, open heart, no expectations, just starting to feel what it feels like to be in the records. Maybe the first time you just sit in the energy and you don't ask anything. Uh, Maybe some things start coming through and you want to journal on what that is. And maybe you want to ask a question. It's just really whatever feels good. It's just starting to lean into that energy. What does it feel like to be in the records, um, in my body, in my heart? And always, always recommend having a journal nearby. I like to journal when I'm in my records as it's coming through, because oftentimes it will just flow. And like, sometimes 
it will seem like the most random things are coming through, like an image here and then a message here and something on my business here. And I just write it all down. And I love looking back on those notes because like it's like little dots that start connecting with consistently going in and continuing to ask for more information. So it's really that simple. Um, you can be anywhere, you can do anything. It's like, um, yeah, it's just this beautiful, magical tool. And yeah. it doesn't need to feel overwhelming or um, out of reach. It's here for you. Yeah, I, I took your course last, I think I was telling you this last summer, I think. And yeah, it's it's amazing. And I think that, I think oftentimes when we're considering these sorts of practices, we think there must be some something that someone like you has that the rest of us don't have. And we're like, How, is this even possible for me? We've talked about this a lot on the show that is so, mu- so much of these conversations with our guides, so much of these conversations with spirit, so much of these opportunities are within us and we can all do, we can all do these things. We just have to be willing to tap in and, and be open to receiving whatever comes our way. Yeah. And whatever way we're here to receive it. I think where we can all um, come back to that remembering is when we're looking to other people to have the kind of experience they have. So if you are like, I want to receive the records like Hillary does, then you're not giving yourself the spaciousness to see how you get to receive the records, which is like your beautiful, unique way. Like you don't want to receive them like me. And just likewise, me looking at other teachers, it's not in my highest and best to receive in the way that they do. So um, I think it's really easy to get in that habit of looking outside of ourselves and wanting it to work for us. Like it works for someone else, but um, it's so much more fun to tap into what does it look like for us? How do we receive in our own beautiful, unique ways? So um, we get to share that medicine with the world. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. I have five questions for yes. you that we will get into to close our time together. So this will be us getting to know a little bit more about you. So the first one is, tell us about an object or charm that is special to you. Yeah, I'm wearing it right now. Andy gets to look at it. <laughs> this is beautiful. beautiful. This happens a lot where I get to see yeah. <laughs> what people are, what people's special thing is. Yeah, it's so special to me. Um, this was a ring. It's a beautiful gold coin ring that my grandma wore every day. And she gifted it to me um, right before she passed. And her and my papa had matching ones. They wore them on their pinky. And it's just so, um, it's so special to me. It is, it is my most um, prized treasure. And I love just having her presence with me every moment of the day. So thank you for letting me share that with everyone. Thank you for sharing it. Okay. Tell us about a book that changed your life. I would love to. So actually two come to mind. Um, The first one is A Course in Miracles. And Mm -hmm. I have not read A Course in Miracles in its entirety, but I really love to just open it up to a page and receive whatever message wants to come through. Um, And the other one is called Outrageous Openness by Tosha Silver. I'm a huge fan of her and her work. Um, She also wrote the book, It's Not Your Money. And it's really about letting divine take the lead. And Mm -hmm. it's that remembering of the 
divinity within all of us and that being available for those miracles and knowing how deeply held we are on our paths. So these are two books that I love to reference a lot and have really helped to shape me and my work and my perspective on life. Beautiful. Okay. Tell me about an experience or moment that changed your life in a profound way. Yeah, I'm going to keep this short because this could be, um, this could be a a long one, but um, really what helped me to tap into this path and uncover my gifts was and is my health journey. I had a bone marrow transplant at 21 and that I was going to fashion school, very on track of working in fashion and um, going the corporate way of um, working in that industry when I got sick. And the second time that I got sick was in 2017. And that was like the really big wake up call. Um, I wound up in the hospital with the shingles, um, specifically something called Ramsey Hunt syndrome and experienced facial paralysis on the right side of my face. And that turned my entire world upside down. And that was the point from which I launched the dreamery and began on this exploration through Reiki, Kundalini, um, all of these different practices to eventually find the records and be doing the work that I'm doing. So path has not always been easy, but I'm so grateful for those experiences. Um, even though I'm, I'm most definitely still navigating them because they've really brought so much meaning to my life through the work that I'm doing now. Yeah. Okay. This is not one of the questions, but I'm just going to ask because I'm just curious. Are you, um, do you, I'm, I'm also a Kundalini certified teacher and it's such a part of my practice. Um, are you still practicing? Do you find that it's still as powerful to you as it was when you were getting started? Yeah. Um, I definitely still incorporate the meditations, which there's meditate. The meditations were always my favorite part. Yeah. Um, so I will still do the meditations. I'm, definitely not practicing in the same way, but I feel like it's just intertwined into who I am at this point. As you know, when you go through a training like that, it, it changes you, it shifts you, it opens up so much inside of you. So, um, yeah, I'm so grateful for that time and being able to, to have those teachings. Yeah. And I, I find that with meditation, when I hear someone say, oh, I'm just not, you know, not, I'm not good at meditating or meditation isn't for me. They just haven't really found the type of meditation that is for them yet. And I certainly found that when I started my Kundalini practice, I, it was this massive moment of, oh, this is the type of meditation for me. I had yeah. certainly meditated before and felt like I was, you know, pretty dialed into it. And I, I felt like I got a lot out of it. And then I started my Kundalini practice and was like, oh, whoa, this is yeah. how things like, this is how it connects <laughs> this is how it for me. Opens up. Yeah. 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 And I then totally I would agree. like, as we've been talking about this journaling practice, I would, and I still do, I bring my journal into my Kundalini practice and then the stuff that comes, comes out, I'm like, okay, there it is. Thank you. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you just get, yeah, that's how I feel with the records too. It's like, you just get to like tap in yeah. and it, the channel just opens. So yeah I, yeah, I completely agree. 
So cool. So cool. I love it. Okay. The next question is, what is something that you do today for your health and wellness? This may feel like an unconventional answer or maybe not, but I think the biggest thing for me is having fun and laughter and finding joy in my life, even when um, things can feel heavy, really trying to prioritize that part of my life, which isn't always easy. Um, I have a new puppy, which is making it a lot easier, Uh, but (laughs) what's your new puppy's name? Her name is Chloe. Okay. She's so sweet and so cute. And I love her so much. I wasn't, I never was allowed to have animals growing up. And now I have two cats and a dog. So mm-hmm. it's very fun and that's bringing a lot of joy. But yeah, I think just like the best thing I can do for my health and wellness is getting out of my own head, getting out of like my process and just really enjoying life and, and having fun. Yeah. I love it. I mean, we all need more of that. That's so good for us. Yeah. Okay. And the last question is, tell me about a moment that you knew magic was real. Yeah, I shared it in this conversation. And that was that that first time that I opened up someone else's records. It was that training, sitting across from this person that I had never met, opening their records and just having these visions and messages flow through and then just looking at me and being like, I remember this woman, she had literally tears in her eyes, like looking back at me when I shared what came through. And it was like, I still have that sense of awe and I like magic is real. And I can't believe that this is what I get to do with my life. Every single time I do a reading, I'm just like, okay, that. Did we see that? Like, was everyone here for that? (laughs) That was incredible. Um, Yeah, I'm just like constantly reminded that magic is real. And it really, it started that weekend of like, well, if this is possible right now, anything is possible. Miracles are possible and magic is real. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So Hillary, if somebody wants to learn more about your work or would like to take your course or would like to have a reading with you or any of the, all of the above, what is the best way to do those things? The best way is to go to my website. It's the dreamery dream, E-R-I-E.com. Everything is there. And I'm also on Instagram, um, my full name at Hillary Perlson and at the underscore dreamery. Um, but everything's really on my site. You can find everything that you need there. Perfect. And what what's coming up for you next? Anything else we need to know about that's going on in your world? Oh, thank you so much for asking. Um, I'm still sitting with a few seeds that are looking to be blossomed um, and bloomed. I have been doing a lot more group Akashic reading experiences, Ooh. which have been really fun um, for um, friends who have like masterminds and different course offerings that they're launching. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That has been so fun. I opened up the records for my friend's wedding a few weeks ago to talk about um, what was in highest and best for the planning process for her and her husband. Um, so I'm really sitting with how to bring these group readings to the community. So to be continued on that. And yeah. um, otherwise, I have a lot of really beautiful akashic education coming to the blog over the next 
few months. Um, so that'll be starting immediately. Once this is out, we'll have some new stuff on and I'm really excited yeah. to share that. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your gift and your story with us. It's so, so appreciated. And now we have answered the call that so many of our listeners have asked, which was tell us about Akashic Records. <laughs> so thank you for doing that. Thank you, Andy. I adore you and everything that you created. It's a true honor to be here and to be able to connect with your community. So thank you for allowing me to share the magic of the records here and in this space. Yes. Thanks so much. And with that, we are complete. What a treat having Hillary on the show. I encourage you, if you're interested in learning more, go take a browse through Hillary's website. It's beautiful. The dreamery is absolutely beautiful. And she has so much good information about the Akashic Records on her site. And of course, if you're interested in her course, it's available there. So what do we have coming up here that I want to give you some updates on? We have another interview next week with Christy Christensen. She has a new book coming out called Chakra Rituals, Awakening the Wild Woman Within. I actually had a chance to meet Christy in person. We went out for a juice and tea date in Los Angeles. I get to make new friends. I'm loving that. So we got together just a little, let's see, a week or so ago, just a couple days ago, honestly, now that I'm thinking back, just a couple days ago. And we have Chelsea Jewell coming back on the show Later this month, you'll get to hear from her again. If you didn't catch Chelsea's first episode, she joined us earlier in the season. She is an astrologer and she does all sorts of other beautiful things within her business as well. She is actually leading a course that I just enrolled in called Discover Your Stars. It's an astrology course that I'll be taking with her for, I think it's like eight or 10 weeks. I need to go back and look at my school notes. I'm excited to get into Chelsea's class and I'm excited to have her back. She's got some good stuff she'll be sharing with us later this month. Then I will have a dare from my team You'll get a little peek behind the scenes into my team. You'll get to meet Adair. We're going to have a conversation all around her experience going through a full month of the Colt Laloon course. So she joined me on the retreat. And when we were at the retreat, she's just hilarious. It's She's just amazing. She's so great. And she does so much of the work on this show and for Wee Wee behind the scenes. And everyone at the retreat was like, when is Adair going to be on the podcast? So we had to get that scheduled. Some more fun things coming for the fall. We will be taking a break at the end of the fall to prepare for season two. And in the meantime, we are starting like now to upload the episodes to YouTube as well. So you'll be able to catch the replays over on YouTube. The interviews will be there. In the fall for season two, those will become a video podcast as well. So you'll be able to go watch the video if you prefer. That's going to be an option for you for season two. We're excited to get that going. And ah, one other thing, I have a new web series that just launched taking place on the Google Creators YouTube 
And it's all around the mindset of launching a business as a creator. And so if you're interested in that, go take a watch. The first episode, by the time this episode comes out, I think we'll have two episodes out. The first episode is all around taking that corporate leap. And if that's something you're considering is taking a leap, leaving your corporate job or your day job or your nine to five or whatever it might be for you and going for it, taking that big, bold, brave step into the unknown, that first episode over on the Google Creator series is available now. I'm a little nervous for you guys to go watch it. It's my first foray into YouTube and thank goodness I had an amazing team supporting me because that is nerve wracking stuff, but I'm really proud of how it came out. So go take a watch. I think that's it for today. Thank you so much for being with me. As always, leave us a review if you have not yet done so. If this episode is the one that is just inspiring you and you can't wait to come back for more, leave us a review. Share on social. You can tag us at your woo woo BFF. That's the show page. And my Instagram is wee wee girl. I will see you again next week for the interview with Christy Christensen and then the week after that with Chelsea Jewell. In the meantime, be well, sending you so much love, so much love. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your week. Talk soon.